his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Well, here's uh, John Kirby at the White House trying to deflect here on this COVID origin story. The president made uh, trying to find the origins of COVID a priority right when he came into office. And he's got a whole of government effort designed to do that. Uh, there is not a consensus right now in the U.S. government about exactly how COVID started. You've got a whole plan to do that, apparently. So KJP asked about that in the briefing room. Jackie Heinrich from Fox. From the, the lab leak news from the Department of Energy, is it prudent to have members within the administration voicing support for one theory over another if there isn't a consensus. We need to know more. Uh, we need to get to the bottom of how uh, how uh, how uh, COVID-19 originated. A lot of those people were derided as, as fringe, you know, conspiracy theorists. So are there lessons learned? The president is asking his team to do everything that they can uh, to figure out where it originated because of what could potentially happen next. You have a president that wants to get to the bottom of this. What, what are they so afraid of? That's one of the questions. And let's not forget what happened when I'm sure it was the White House that put the talking points out to the uh, legacy media about this. Bunk em. A lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. Both scientists and the U.S. intelligence community agree that this coronavirus was not man-made. That is not a possibility. But there is also no reason to believe any of these conspiracy theories that it was leaked from the lab in Wuhan, whether intentionally or otherwise. Nothing to see here. There's nothing to see whatsoever. Just don't ask questions, media, because it's just a conspiracy. And we're going to have our talking points. We're going to put them out there, and everyone is going to repeat them. Well, until there's conflicting information that shows that everything we learned a few years ago pretty much has been blown up. Dr. Buzz Hollander is back with us, family physician, one of our COVID go-to guests here for the past couple of years. And I believe he's back on the Big Island after spending some quality time uh, or not so quality time in Seattle. How are you, Buzz? Uh, I am so glad to be back in Hawaii. This place really is paradise. I, I've learned my lesson. Well, we, let's just recap real quickly, and I hope you're doing okay, but you had a little bit of, uh, was it a throat cancer scare? You were in Seattle getting a, a lot of treatment for that for a while. Yes, seven weeks of hell in Seattle. It was um, not fun, although it could have been a lot worse. And uh, prognosis is good. This should all be in the rearview mirror, I hope, but... Um, Oof, that is a couple of months I never hope to relive. So you were Not there for the seven, winter. seven So what? the family was there for part of that or for all of that? Oh, they were there the whole time. Okay. They, uh, they rightfully were afraid to desert me to my own devices as a miserable, whiny person. Boy, you and I have a lot in common. I'm not, I am not a good sick person. My wife would tell you that. Just terrible. Worst person. Yeah, no, I around. did a lot of moaning and groaning and 
Oh, Michelle, do I really have to have another smoothie? I just had one a few hours ago. <laughs> but you're doing okay health-wise? I can hear a little grovel in the throat, but you're okay? Yeah, well, I'm working on my godfather imitation. Ah. But, um, yes, the mouth is very slow to heal, and there's still, yeah, that's swelling in my tongue, and it still hurts to eat and all that stuff. But week by week, it's getting better. And mostly, it's like I am not in Seattle driving to a hospital every day. Life is so Good. Swelling on my tongue was actually the name of my second album way back in 1987. That was a good record. I still have the vinyl on that one. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, um, hey, the Energy Department has now decided that the FBI might be right, that this might be a mishap at a Chinese laboratory. And now we're focusing on what was considered a wild and crazy outlandish conspiracy theory. So I don't even know if you and I have talked much about the origins of COVID in our conversations. We've talked a lot about COVID, but maybe not the origins. So what's your take on this? I don't think we have talked about it at all. And I should say from the get-go, because trust and integrity are very important to me, that I was one of those fools who at the beginning, I mean, granted, these were early days with COVID back before I became so cynical about it. I was one of those people telling my patients, Look, everybody in the CDC, all the experts, they all say the same thing. This was not engineered in a lab. Like, this is a crazy conspiracy theory. So guilty as charged, I went all the way over on one side, not realizing that it was one extreme of the possible ideological. Well, and, you know, let me let me stop you there and say that uh, while I wasn't, I, I always was open to the possibility of that. There are so many things. If you'd go back and, and listen to some of the stupid things that I said about this virus in, you know, in the f- first few months or on the vaccine, I have deep regret over some of my stand. I think a lot of us do just based on the time. And it was a different time and we were scared about what was happening. So I, I appreciate the uh, full disclosure, but I think it's understandable for sure. Nobody's gotten everything right about this virus. Absolutely nobody. And I think and and it'll be fun to talk more about what this whole thing coming from the Department of Energy really means and how people are responding to it. But I think the single most important thing I can say is that I'm sure that many of your listeners have listened to or read somebody talking about this very subject and were and found them utterly convincing that whatever their side and I'm going to guess that a lot of your listeners, it might be the lab league theory, right. but that that is clearly the only plausible explanation. And I, I cannot say this strongly enough. This is not a obvious call. It is very, very complex. You probably have to be an upper level virologist to even understand some of these issues. And you, you really can, if you listen to the, um, natural origins people, and I'd say, you know, a prominent person who's always on Twitter and everything, a virologist by the name of Angela Rasmussen. So she and many co-authors have a paper that was in Cell Journal about the origins of SARS-CoV-2. And if you read that, it is so compelling that you will put it down and say, oh, so many good points. Clearly, this was natural origins. And then on the other hand, you can you can listen to some other people, a, a guy who wrote a book on the origins of it, Stephen Quay. I don't know if you've come across him. But a, a I don't think I have. MD and researcher. He's got his own book on it, and he does the media tour. You listen to him, and, and you're, you say, wow, th- this, is, this is a slam dunk. It, it, it's a lab leak. There's no doubt about it. And so anytime you have genuine experts with completely conflicting ideas on a subject that sound compelling – that's where you got to realize the truth is going to come somewhere between them. And 
I, you know, I, I lean lab leak. I, I, I'm an Occam's razor kind of guy, and I can't get past the fact that the one in due to virology is right at the epicenter. <laughs> right. Well, but did you hear, you know, I lean I, that way. did you convinced. hear, did you hear John Stewart's uh, bit on that, which I think threw Colbert for a loop a couple weeks ago? No. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have Abby put that. We're gonna keep talking here. I'm gonna play that to you because it's gonna play right in to to what you're thinking. But yeah, I mean, you you can look at coincidences, and then you're gonna have to say, uh, well, maybe it's right in front of me, right? Yeah, and, and and to me, that's the killer point that there are literally hundreds of wet markets in China, many of which are much closer to the parts of China that we would have expected, you know, bats to emerge from caves with with a virus like this. But on the other hand, there's only one Institute of Virology in Wuhan, and, and that is the predominant upper-level research lab working with this type of virus in China. And it is quite a coincidence that a few blocks or whatever from from this institute, that's where it all began. So, you know, it's hard for me to get away from that. Um, I think that has to make it their early favorite, and I feel honestly sheepish that I accepted unquestioningly all these denials when something that obvious was in the face from the very Right, right. No, and I get that. Now, if it was, this is where I get a little confused here. If Dr. Buzz Hollander is with us, Stephanie, from the uh, Big Island of Hawaii, if it was a lab leak, it, does that mean necessarily that it was a man-made virus? Or could it have still been a lab leak when... They were trying to contain something. You understand my question there? Because I don't know all the ins and outs of how these things work, clearly. I'm not an expert. But if it's a lab leak, does that mean it's man-made? Well, it would um, it, uh, not necessarily because certainly they sample these viruses from bats, and that's, that's what they do there at the WIV or one of the things they do. And so it's certainly possible that you could be studying a virus um, that is pulled straight out of nature and not been monkeyed with, and, and, and that it happens to infect a lab worker who then goes out and infects people. Um, which, which, if you believe lab leak, you're thinking that. I don't think most people think that China deliberately dropped this into the Wuhan wet market and, and just to see what would happen. But, you know, somebody got infected and it got yeah, out. Maybe right. the person got infected, wandered over to go get a, a speaking of monkeys, a little monkey or civet sandwich, and then happened to get the, the vendor sick. I mean, who knows? But I think most people, when they talk about lab leak, think that we, we are relatively certain that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was doing some gain-of-function research. I mean, we're pretty sure of that. And, you know, that is when you try to make a virus either more contagious or more potent, so you see what happens, and you find out how worried should we be about this? You know, do, do we need to put a big, you know, yellow police tape around the, the caves in, 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 you know, Vietnam? So when you're doing research like that, the obvious risk is that you create a virus that is more contagious or more potent, and you don't want it to get out of the lab. So, you know, the, the lab leak people are, are all going to tell you that <clears throat> Wuhan, they had spent money to be doing gain-of-function research. They like to point to the furin cleavage site, which is a particular way in which it makes the virus um, more amenable to get into our cells. And they say, this is weird that SARS-CoV-2 has got these furin cleavage sites right where it does. And and we think that's what they were studying there. So the assumption is that they that they took 
virus, presumably bat virus, and, and we know which ones they were studying, <clears throat> and then added to it, augmented it, made it something that became more of a threat. Okay, okay so li- this is perfect. This, this is, and I, I'm guessing a lot of the audience hasn't heard this. I only played it, I think, one time last week. It might have been my audio cut of the day. And you can even hear Colbert is not exactly how to respond to this. This is from, I think, a week ago. There's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab. There's an investigation. A chance? Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. Now, bear with this. This runs on a little bit, but it's worth it. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no, I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab, wait. if you look at the name, look at the name, can I, let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the Coronavirus Lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, a, wait, okay. A, wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about this? Listen to this. Wait a second. Oh, he keeps going here. All right. John. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. I mean, that was uh, several questions about that. One, where the hell has that John Stewart been the last few years? And Colbert couldn't even reel him in. But, you know, that's that's you literally know. stuff that people were getting pulled down from Twitter on because they were blasting it out a few years ago. And it was deemed conspiratorial and fake news, Dr. Buzz. Yeah, that part of things is embarrassing. It it obviously was in need of serious consideration from the get-go, and um, we kind of got scolded for considering it. So we're, we're, you know, I don't know, do you have any confidence? I don't think we'll ever find out the real answers here because China's involved in, I guess, the World Health Organization even pulled out of any effort to, to find out the answers. So what are you left with, the United States Congress and only one half of that? I don't know. I, I think that barring some some deus ex machina viral forensics, which I suppose is possible that somebody could really connect the dots. But of course, you know, they'd just be shouted down by everybody who disagreed with them anyway. Uh, Or if that lab director from Wuhan decides to come clean, um, if if she were to ever endorse the fact that, yes, indeed, this is on us, Um, neither of which we're expecting, nor would she probably survive that confession. Um, So, no, we're probably never going to find out and uh, people are going to believe what they're going to believe. You know, it's so. I was thinking about this yesterday. It's interesting to me how little we are talking about COVID. In fact, if it wasn't for, I went to um, concert in Kansas City a week ago Saturday to see the E Street Band, who was just there in Seattle actually last night, and they had a couple of members a couple of weeks ago that were out with with COVID, so they couldn't perform. Outside of those references, I haven't heard anyone mention COVID. You know, in relation to being sick in in a while here. Yeah, it's amazing how it is 
um, dropping out of the news, except exactly when that sort of things happen, people have to cancel stuff because they get COVID and they disclose why. You know, obviously it's still a part of my life because I still get calls every week, patients sick with COVID. Um, but uh, so I sort of have a sense of is it ebbing or is it flowing? Right. But uh, yeah, it's not in the news like it was. Well, and we, we got through the winter here, you know, and I think there was a lot of, there was still some concern, and I suppose we don't ever know what's coming down the line with anything. But boy, if, if something like this happens again, no one is going to believe anything from the United States government based on our history. I, I think it would be very bad to have another pandemic, um, a novel virus anytime soon, because I agree with you. And, uh, you know, and it's what happens when you're wrong time and time again. Um, People stop listening. I would love to go back and look at the sort of party line public health people and what they were putting on their social media feeds in October and November, because I bet it was a lot of gloom and doom. And uh, I don't think anywhere got really hammered this winter, as you said. Um, hardly going to get cocky here because there's always the possibility of an untoward mutation and all of that. But the bottom line is for now, immunity seems to have the upper hand. And uh, we kind of, you know, we go on business as usual with this. Life isn't quite as good as it yeah. used to be because now we've got one more virus that can make us really sick and sometimes for a long time. But it, it could have been worse. Well, I hope you're doing well in your uh, cancer recovery. I will say this, you know, the deeper, it's a sexier radio voice, Dr. Buzz Hollander. Maybe that's what you were going for. But I wish you well and thank you so much for coming on this afternoon. It's always great. I appreciate it. Thanks. I enjoyed right. it, Mark. Take care. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.